morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another incredible installment of Weekend Update. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. Just when we thought that we had reached the apex of all of the places that the diversity, equity, and inclusion crowd could push their agenda onto us, we are reminded that there are new and innovative ways that we hadn't thought of yet. We begin this morning with Congresswoman Rose DeLaro. I really don't have any idea what we are going to call this. It's, uh, well, it's interesting anyway. You also plan to make important investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development. And this is an area I've, I've written to you about of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims. Honestly, my friends, you really have to see the video. It perhaps is even more incredible than what she says. The congresswoman is literally dressed like a rainbow. I'm not joking. The lady is wearing a yellow shirt with what appears to be a green scarf and then a jacket that transitions from orange to red, and her hair is a combination of purple and brown. You know what that lady's gonna say just by looking at what she's wearing. And then there's the gender inequity in crash victims. Evidently, the congresswoman is indicating that more people should be involved in crashes, and there has to be an equal distribution of the people that die on America's roads. But have you ever noticed that they refer to everything as a crisis, and then those things that actually are crises, they don't want to address at all? It's because the vast majority of them aren't focused on solving actual problems. Rather, the only thing they're interested in is checking the box off of their next insane agenda item. And when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion, gender, all of that stuff, it must consume our entire culture, or the entire thing will unravel. If you're trying to convince an entire group of people of an absurdity, it's all or nothing. It's a bit like having one piece of heat shielding not quite up to par on the Challenger space shuttle. If one piece is out of whack, the entire thing goes boom. So all of their diversity, equity, and inclusion nonsense has to consume everything. That's why you see this stuff creeping into everything, up to and including crash test dummies. Think about it. When Dennis Prager said this on The Bill Maher Show, even a devout liberal like Bill Maher looked at him like he was insane. Listen to the whole thing and pay attention to how Bill Maher mocks him right at the very end. To say America is anti-Semitic is right. a lie. To say it is racist is a lie. Okay, These are giant left-wing lies. We're talking about degrees. To say that men can menstruate is a lie. And that is now, that is what is said. Yes. Wait, 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 where did that I, I never, wait, you never heard it. Right. Okay. Check it out. Okay. 
Check it out, folks. Check it out. <laughs> I think Anyone who says wrong. a man wait, wait, cannot wait. menstruate wait. is considered transphobic. I, I, I missed this whole story. You, you did? <laughs> I did. I agree. Tell, no, tell me where, so where, where are you getting it. this. Just Google it. Can men menstruate? Who, who is saying this? You're who talking saying about a very small no, percentage. Oh, really? Then how do you allow men, biological men, to run against women in, in the races in Connecticut and set all the high oh, school oh, records? Okay, I but that's... Oh, they're, they're called men. No, no. The Nation See, magazine said they're, they're, okay, they're women. Okay, but I would agree with you on that. The way you framed it is nonsense. What no, I framed it perfectly accurately. No, 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 you didn't. What you're talking about is, yes, someone who is transgendered was a man, now claims to be a woman, is a woman, okay, uh, is beating the dog shit out of other women in the race because, of course, they have more muscle mass. And even Martina Navratilova came out and said, this is ridiculous. You might, not, you might as well not have women's sport. This is a far cry from saying men can menstruate. I agree. But I that's agree. not where anyone yes. went with oh, that, that but you. True. Okay. At the University of Berkeley men's room, tampons are given out. Check it out. Cal UC Berkeley men's rooms have tampon dispensers. Would you, would you say that's Dennis, probably because that men are pee whipped and their girlfriend uh, said, "Go get me a tampon." <laughs> that's why. Just listen to the laughter from the crowd. That was 2019, only four short years ago. And now, if you say the same thing, you are ridiculed. How dare you even argue that men can't have children? Of course, all gender and sex is fluid. And when you point out the plain biologic facts that chromosomes do not change, that the physical development of a man is completely different than the physical development of a woman, and that a male brain operates chemically different than a female brain, and that it is physically impossible for a male member of the species Homo sapien to menstruate, you are clearly considered a fascist and a bigot. Just ask Laramie Representative Carly Provenza. The truth is, my friends, all of this is Marxism, albeit a very, very strange iteration of it. It's really not all that different from Stalinist Russia or what Xi is doing in China. In Soviet Russia, they even rewrote the Christmas carols to eliminate any reference to Christianity, because Christianity is a threat to the Marxist state. It always is. Even today, in communist countries like China, you'll be jailed if you're caught in possession of a Bible because you'd be guilty of worshiping something other than the communist regime. It is commonplace in Russia for journalists who speak out against Putin's regime to mysteriously disappear, get thrown off a building, or to get poisoned with radiation. So folks, how far are we away from all of those things? I mean, today I'm making fun of some crazy congressperson that claims we have to switch up the genders of crash test dummies to eliminate the gender inequity in crash victims. And yet, at the same time, you can search any number of videos on YouTube of men claiming that they're having cramps or that they're on their period and that they're menstruating. Physical impossibilities. The reason that I say that it's Marxism is if you're going to have a Marxist state, you have to be able to control the population. And it doesn't really matter how you control them, except for one thing. You have to eliminate truth in favor of the truth of the state. You have to destroy the things that people know are true in favor of what you say is true. That's the only way that Marxism will work. Because their ideas about the economy and government and freedom and all of those things historically are false. And so you have to convince them of a lie in order to get them to go along with your plan. French philosopher Voltaire once said, 
Those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. And just think of all the atrocities that have been committed in the name of Marxism. Millions upon millions of people have been killed. And in all of those countries, people never believed that you could eliminate an entire religion. People never believed that a vast segment of their population would believe an absurdity. And yet, here we are. Evidently, men can become women, men can menstruate, and there are bizarrely more than two genders. So I pose the question, my friends. Winston, does 2 plus 2 equal 5? Now before you answer, consider all the things that a vast segment of our population believe are true today. If you're being honest with yourself, you'll come to the same horrifying conclusion that I have. Well, that took a little bit longer than I thought. Moving on. Today's program is brought to you by Morton Buildings. Though it is still snowing and I drove home on black ice Thursday night, it is spring in Wyoming, and it's time for you to start considering that building on your property. Now, the two guys that you should talk to are Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. They're the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do a much better job than anybody else around. So give them a call at 307-674-2532 or check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. Just tell them what you've got in mind and they'll handle all the details. Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. Call them now. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Finish listening to the program and then call them. Two things, my friends. It's Saturday morning and it's spring in Wyoming. And that means that the Winget food truck both of them, will be traveling the highways and byways of Wyoming very, very soon. They make the most amazing wings in the state of Wyoming. I personally recommend the garlic parmesan wings. They're incredible. Now, the way that you can figure out where that truck is going to be is to go to cowboystatepolitics.com and look underneath the sponsors tab, and you'll find their weekly schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where that truck is going to be. That's the Wing It Food Truck. On Thursday evening, the Sheridan County Republican Party held yet another one of their Patriot Chats. The only Sheridan County elected official that was not there, well, state elected official anyway, was Senator Dave Kinski. Evidently, he had something better to do. And even though the majority of Representative Barry Crago's district is in Johnson County, he was also in attendance. It kind of makes you wonder why Representative Crago doesn't set up his own town halls in Johnson County. Though if one is set up for him, sometimes he'll show up, but he doesn't do it on his own. Anyway, he was there. At the end of the evening, a member of the audience asked Representative Crago about the new Wyoming caucus that he is apparently heading up. In true politician fashion, he tried to dance around the real reason why the Wyoming caucus was created in the first place. And that, of course, is to oppose the Freedom Caucus, to oppose all of the conservatives in the House of Representatives. If you paid attention to the session, and I've mentioned this several times on the program, the vast majority of the votes this year were 36 to 26. 26 conservatives, 31 redcoats, and 5 Democrats. With the exception of one or two votes out of 600 or 700 votes that they took in total, the Redcoats sided with the Democrats almost every single time. That's why the vote total ended up being 36. And yet the Wyoming caucus wants to claim that they're the conservative ones, that they're the real Republicans. 
that they are the ones that are focused on Wyoming solutions for Wyoming problems. You hear that phrase all the time. Frankly, my friends, I'm getting sick of it because their solutions are not Wyoming solutions. They're more spending, bigger government, and less liberty for you. The truth is, my friends, after this legislative session, we are spending more money than we ever have. Courtesy of the Wyoming Caucus. This past legislative session was the most anti-gun legislature probably Wyoming has ever had. So anyhow, they're not conservatives. They're big spending liberals that favor a bigger, more expansive, and more restrictive government. Because that's what they produce every single time that they're in power. So a member of the audience at this Patriot chat questioned Representative Barry Crago about this whole Wyoming caucus. Here's that exchange. I would especially like this question directed to Mr. Crago. You found it necessary to form what you call a Wyoming caucus. And it's clear that the Freedom Caucus is way outnumbered. So what is your reasoning for this? Are you, I mean, I, I thought everybody who wasn't Freedom Caucus by default is just crony caucus, legacy caucus, you know, uh, Wyoming caucus. So why, why are you so, I guess I'm just, I find it interesting that you guys are so threatened by grassroots involvement. And that's how I see Freedom Caucus, grassroots. They're not people who have, uh, for sake of royalty, inherited their roles through years and years of mm -hmm. my daddy was this and my granddaddy was that. Okay, let me address your last point first. Um, I'm a first generation person in Johnson County. I, I haven't lived here my whole life, actually. I moved here. Um, I grew up in a different state. And so none of this has to do with a legacy for me. So, and maybe some people that's true, but I would gather to say most of us are doing this because we love Wyoming and we love our people. It has nothing to do with legacies. Okay, stop. Maybe it's not a, quote, legacy for you, Representative Crago, but it is for all the people that you pal around with. The people that make up the Wyoming caucus are the establishment folks that are in the Wyoming legislature. They're the people that have been in power for a very long time. Bob Nicholas, Clark Stith, Albert Somers, Lloyd Larson, Steve Harshman, Jared Olson, Dan Zwanitzer. It is absolutely ridiculous for Crago to make this claim. Now, the one thing that would be true, though he's not going to admit it, is that he is not a conservative, and though he did not grow up here, he brought his big government and big spending ideas to Wyoming with him. Okay, let's keep going. Second of all, in the old days, the Republican caucus would get together every once a week, and they would get together and talk about ideas, and they would talk about solutions to problems. We don't do that anymore. And so that's really what the Wyoming caucus is about, is trying to have an opportunity to visit with other legislators about how to solve problems. That's what it's about. It's not us versus anybody. It's not um, us being afraid of the uh, Freedom Caucus. It's an opportunity to get together and talk about the issues that are facing our state. It absolutely is not that. It's a 36-member voting bloc that does include the Democrats. And do it, and do it in a collegial way. Right now, we don't get to do that anymore like we used to with our other Republicans. Um, now it's just the, 
the Freedom Caucus meets by, their, by themselves. I don't know how often I don't get invited, so I don't know when they meet. You don't get invited because you're not a conservative, Representative Crago. At this rate, we'll never get finished with this. But it's fun. Um, I also don't get their uh, daily email slash text telling them how to vote. So that's another thing. We don't do that in the Wyoming caucus. In the Wyoming caucus, each legislator's on their own. That is nothing but political spin. The reason why they don't have an email chain set up or a text chain or whatever you want to call it is because they have Steve Harshman running around the floor telling people how to vote. Him and Representative Ember Oakley. But of course, none of you are going to know that because you weren't down there during the legislative session to watch all of it. You know, we really shouldn't be surprised at all of this spin. During the last election, every single campaign flyer he put out claimed that he was a conservative. And he's among the least conservative people in the House. 85% of the time, he votes with the Democrats, according to evidence-based Wyoming. Here's some more of his political spin job. And so... There's lots of differences, and so we're, I'm not, it's not me against them. I try to work with these guys when we can work on issues together. We just, we don't always get to. Uh, I've heard you on, I don't know if that was Sheridan Media or wherever, but you take little jabs at the Freedom Caucus. You say things like, well, I don't know why the Freedom Caucus didn't vote for this. Well, because, because the bill that they presented was completely altered. Why would they vote for a bill that they presented that has been altered like 90%? And I understand that because the bill that they presented is no longer the bill they presented. And so I have heard you do this, but I have not heard anybody outside of the Wyoming caucus or anyone in the Freedom Caucus making jabs like that, and you were specifically targeting the Freedom Caucus, you used their name, Freedom Caucus. So, do you get on Facebook? Do you read the news? Um, if you want to talk about jabs, and we can get really personal if you'd like. No. I mean, that would be great. Um, no. I don't think we want to do that, Brian, but um, I, I can get into all sorts of examples where we have jabs, and there's numerous examples. Yeah, like this one when he was talking to 307 Net Radio. Now, he doesn't mention the Freedom Caucus specifically, but it's pretty clear who he's talking about. There is obviously a very um, far-right element to the legislature right now, and that, you know, and I'm not sure they want to work together with the rest of us, to be honest, and so that makes it difficult. Um, you, all you have to do is read the newspapers, right? Pull up an online article, get on Facebook, and see its constant attacks. And There's plenty more where that came from, but I think that you get the point. The mean, evil Freedom Caucus doesn't want to spend a whole crap load of money and doesn't want us to expand government. What he's not telling you here is Barry Crago worked actively to dismantle every single conservative bill that came up. He's the reason why you don't have a ban on mask and vaccine mandates. He's the reason that the bill to prevent Chinese from owning property next to F.E. Warren Air Force Base didn't make it out of the legislature. There are so many examples of conservative legislation that Barry Crago torpedoed during the legislative session. 
And here he is whining that they don't want to work with him on all of these things. Well, no, of course they don't because they are conservatives. They're not big government establishment types like Barry Crago. There were a couple of other representatives in attendance at the Patriot chat. Clarence Stivar, Ken Pendergraft, and Mark Jennings were also there, and all of them kind of weighed in on what Barry Crago had said. Here's a little piece of what Representative Pendergraft had to say, and then Representative Jennings does a fantastic job summing it all up. Do you honestly think that anybody tells Jeanette Ward how to think? Do you think anybody tells Sarah Penn how do you think? Do you think anybody tells Ben Hornock? If you know these people, they are solid people of principle. I am closely aligned with them, I work with them, and quite frankly, I love them dearly. But I answer to you and you alone. I'll give a little bit more history that, uh, that's probably not common knowledge out there. And uh, I believe Representative Crago's only been there maybe like four years and uh, three. And so uh, I've been there for nine and I was one of the founding members of the state Freedom Caucus. I am not a member of the National Freedom Caucus. I was one of the founding members because of the, Repub of the Legislative Republican Caucus. And uh, I get asked this, you know, well, how in the world did you come to this point? And, you know, well, I'll tell you very simple. It's actually the same statement that I have made to the last two speakers and would make it to any one of them. They made us. We would go to those caucuses and we were not allowed, our ideas were shot down immediately if we were allowed to speak. So they made us, they made a caucus out of us. And we, we believed that the people of Wyoming were, they sent us there to do a job. And uh, we answer to you and you guys alone. <clears throat> I too have a close relationship with many of the people on that. I've seen their threads. You know what, I read it one day, the first day. And I thought, you know what? I'm pretty sure the people back in Sheridan County want me to think this through for, for them. I haven't read it since, and nor did I vote with it. Now, I agree with it because I'm a conservative. And um, that has made the difference, and, and uh, the response has been because, because the establishment caucus was very, um, what would you say, Bob? Iron-fisted. <laughs> yeah, Top very iron-fisted in it. And so the caucuses were a result of the iron-fistedness. And it was, it was truly, it was before your time, Barry. And I get that you weren't there, and I get that you, you see the response now. But that was the truth of, the, of how that came about. And that's where we're at today. And the conservatives, they vote a lot alike because they think a lot alike, freedom-loving. There's just one more piece of this that I want you to hear. Senator Bo Beitman was also in attendance. Listen to what he had to say in response to Barry Crago. Just on the, the idea of a caucus, and I'm not a member of any caucus uh, either, but uh, Mark's exactly right. The establishment, old guard Republicans created the Freedom Caucus by 
pushing us conservatives to the side, making us backbenchers, not giving us any opportunities for leadership positions or chairmanship positions, uh, killing our bills with absolute glee and uh, you know, public humiliation. And they hated us more than they hate the Democrats. They got along great with the Democrats. And Democrats always got their stuff through. Democrats always had a seat at the table. It was the conservatives that were treated horribly inside the caucus. I won't tell you what happens inside caucus because we're not supposed to say it. It was a pact we make, but I'll tell you uh, the conservatives when I was first elected were treated terribly and I was a witness to what Mark Jennings says and, and that's exactly why the conservatives say, you know what? We need to get together. We need to just bypass these guys. We are here because we all have principles, alike principles. Uh, nobody tells us how to vote we got to stick together and get organized because um, we're, we're outnumbered and we got we to gotta be smart on how we're going to try to advance the cause of freedom. So the, it, the, I find it ironic that now the leadership is freaking out that there is a established Freedom Caucus and they're getting well organized and well funded and I think it's kind of funny because they're the reason why there's a Freedom Caucus. And guess who makes up the Wyoming Caucus? It is the very people that Mark Jennings and Bo Biteman were talking about the elected representatives who are in power and who have always been in power. Steve Harshman, Bob Nicholas, Dan Zwanitzer, Albert Somers, Lloyd Larson, Clark Stith, Tom Walters, all of the people that end up on the bottom of every single legislative ranking list because they're not conservatives. Those are the people that make up Representative Crago's Wyoming caucus. How they vote is who they are big government, big spending liberal types. It just so happens that they claim to be Republican just so they can get elected. Well, anyhow, that'll about do it for today's installment of the program. If you happen to be in Buffalo tomorrow on April 23rd at Summit Church, and let's see here what time this little event is going on, at uh, 3 p.m., Patrick Klein is going to be speaking, and it, he's got a fascinating story. He got caught in Iran with 300 Bibles and was arrested and eventually got released. So if you want to hear what he has to say, it's tomorrow, Sunday, April 23rd, 3 o'clock at the Summit Church in Buffalo. It should be a fascinating event. For now, from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics. <laughs>